Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Hello, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question is, what is the difference between antisocial personality disorder and borderline personality disorder? Now, to help answer this question, I'll be using a couple of different articles. One was published in 2017 by Chun and colleagues, and the other one was published in 2016 by Bateman and colleagues. And I'll put the references for these two articles in the description for this video. Now, I'm first going to review antisocial personality disorder, then borderline, and then talk about the similarities and the differences between these two disorders. So both of these disorders are cluster B personality disorders. So that's the dramatic, emotional, and erratic cluster. So we see with antisocial personality disorder, there are seven symptom criteria. Violating social norms, repeatedly engaging in activities that would be grounds for arrest, deceitfulness, impulsivity, irritability or aggression, disregarding one's own safety or the safety of others, irresponsibility, and lack of remorse. And of course, there are other associated characteristics with that disorder. Those are just the symptom criteria. So those symptom criteria are used for diagnosing. Now, with borderline personality disorder, we see nine symptom criteria. We see frantic efforts to avoid abandonment, unstable relationship patterns. This is the love-hate cycle that we see with borderline personality disorder. We see difficulties with self-image. We refer to this as identity disturbance. We see impulsivity in at least two areas that could be self-damaging, suicidal behavior, gestures, threats, affective instability, chronic feelings of emptiness, intense inappropriate anger, and paranoid ideation or dissociation. And again, just like with antisocial personality disorder, we see other associated characteristics with borderline personality disorder, but those are the symptom criteria. Now, sometimes when we think of antisocial personality disorder, we think of the construct of psychopathy. Now, I've covered this fairly thoroughly in prior videos, but just really quickly here, psychopathy and antisocial personality disorder are different constructs, even though there's a bit of overlap. Usually, when we think of antisocial personality disorder, we're talking about factor two psychopathy. So, psychopathy has two factors. Factor one is interpersonal affective, and factor two is social deviance. 
that factor two is the one that's really closely associated with antisocial personality disorder. Now, just like antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder has been associated with a number of different constructs, areas of study, including this relationship it may have to complex post-traumatic stress disorder and the relationship it may have to vulnerable narcissism. So really, when we're talking about a diagnosis in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, in the DSM, that's something different sometimes than the constructs that we study in research. So the constructs in the DSM are for diagnosing and for treatment planning, and the research is more broad. It covers a wider variety of characteristics than just the diagnosis would. Now, in terms of the similarities between these two disorders, we see a number of things that are really quite similar between them. The first would be that they tend to be comorbid with each other. In community samples, so these are samples from the general population, the comorbidity between antisocial personality disorder and borderline personality disorder ranges somewhere between 6 and 27%. But in clinical settings, so these are in settings where people are seeking treatment for mental disorders, the comorbidity is sometimes higher than 50%. Both of these disorders also tend to share comorbidity with other mental disorders. For example, both disorders tend to be highly comorbid with substance use disorder, with the other two personality disorders in cluster B, so that would be narcissistic and histrionic personality disorders. We also see a lot of comorbidity between these two disorders and depression, anxiety, although anxiety is more associated with borderline personality disorder, and ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. The prevalence of these disorders is also fairly similar for antisocial personality disorder, when looking at community samples, again, the general population, it affects about 2 to 3% of the population. With borderline personality disorder, this disorder affects about 1 to 2% of the population. In clinical settings, both of these disorders affect about 10 to 30% of that population. So in clinical settings, both of these disorders are highly prevalent. Both of these disorders also share similar problems like social cognitive deficits, emotional dysregulation, and disinhibition, which of course, that disinhibition part wouldn't be surprising considering they both share the symptom criterion of impulsivity. We also see similarities with etiology. Now, what etiology means is what we believe causes mental disorder. And of course, we don't know for certain, but there are a lot of theories about the etiology for cluster B personality disorders and specifically for antisocial borderline personality disorders. Both of these disorders tend to share negative life events as a probable causative factor. This would include trauma, and with borderline personality disorder, we often think of this as betrayal trauma, and poor parenting. So with borderline personality disorder, this is oftentimes conceptualized as an invalidating environment. With antisocial personality disorder, a lack of discipline and inconsistent parenting seem to be ideological. So again, a lot of similarities in terms of what may cause these disorders. Now, the course for each of these disorders is also similar. What the course means is how the mental disorder tends to progress throughout the lifespan. So we see that both tend to have a marked increase in severity in adolescence. They tend to be the same or decline a little bit in young adulthood. We see a plateau or decreasing symptoms there. And both disorders tend to see a drop-off in symptom levels in late middle age. This decline is actually so pronounced that we believe that many individuals who have this disorder and they move into their 40s and 50s will no longer meet the full criteria 
for the disorder. So even though personality disorders are usually conceptualized as stable over time, that doesn't mean that the diagnosis is necessarily stable. So categorically, it doesn't appear to be stable for either of these disorders, but dimensionally, we still would see some symptoms, usually for the entire lifespan with these disorders. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that's a review of the similarities, but what about the differences between these disorders? Well, with antisocial personality disorder, we see this disorder primarily affects males. Of all the presentations, about 75% would be male. And borderline personality disorder appears to primarily affect females. About 75% of individuals with this disorder are female. Although there is some controversy over that particular statistic, some theorists believe that the true prevalence is really 50-50. But as it stands right now, our best information leads us to believe that we see more female presentations of borderline personality disorder than male presentations. Now, in terms of impulsivity, this construct that these two disorders tend to share, we see some differences here as well. With antisocial personality disorder, we tend to think of the impulsivity as being more the sensation-seeking, excitement-seeking type, and a lack of premeditation. Whereas with borderline personality disorder, we tend to think of impulsivity as more the urgency type and the lack of perseverance. So both have impulsivity, but the expression of impulsivity is a little different with each disorder. We see the same thing when it comes to this characteristic of being manipulative. The expression is different in each disorder. With antisocial personality disorder, the manipulation seems to be geared toward gaining profit or power. Whereas with borderline personality disorder, the manipulation is geared more toward gaining concern or care from other people. With self-image, and both these disorders do seem to have a distortion with self-image, with antisocial personality disorder, it's more grandiose and inflated self-image. And with borderline personality disorder, it's more of a negative self-appraisal. Now, with the violence component, and this is associated again with both disorders, with antisocial personality disorder, the violence is usually other-directed. So it's violence toward other individuals. But with borderline personality disorder, the violence is often self-directed. So suicidal behavior and other types of self-harm. Now with empathy, we see a lot of controversy in terms of this relationship between these two disorders and empathy. Most of the time, we think individuals with antisocial personality disorder tend to have cognitive empathy that's intact. So they can discern how somebody else is feeling, but they don't express that. They don't communicate their understanding. 
So they have a low level of affective empathy. So cognitive empathy is intact, but affective empathy is compromised. With borderline personality disorder, we see low cognitive empathy, but high affective empathy. So with empathy, we see some differences here too. And again, there's some controversy here and some different findings depending on what research you look at. Now, the last difference I'll cover here in regard to these two disorders would be around the concept of mentalization. This is the ability to make sense of oneself and others in terms of mental states. And usually it's considered compromised in both antisocial and borderline personality disorders. With antisocial personality disorder, we think of this deficit as more general and profound. So we see a real poor recognition of facial expressions, for example, with antisocial personality disorder. With borderline personality disorder, there's a deficit in terms of mentalization, but it tends to be only active or mostly active when the individual is dealing with a relationship. So it's activated by relational contact. And when we don't see this relational contact, there doesn't really appear to be much deficit in mentalization for individuals with borderline personality disorder. So with antisocial personality disorder, it tends to be there all the time. And with borderline personality disorder, it's specific to the level of contact with other people. Now, there are also therapies that are designed specifically to improve mentalization skills. And this therapy has been shown to help individuals with antisocial personality disorder and borderline personality disorder. One last point I want to make about these two disorders is this idea of comorbid antisocial and borderline personality disorder. This presentation tends to have special characteristics associated with it, like a particularly high level of comorbid substance use. We see a particularly high tendency to violate society's norms, including engaging in severe violence. And also we see a very high rate of reoffending. Now, this is again, not every case of antisocial or borderline personality disorder, but when we see both diagnosed at the same time. This carries a special risk and should be really something clinicians are aware of when treating personality disorders. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. Learn more at ArsLonga.media. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page.